Hey everyone, welcome back to My Ship Story. This is Eric here, and I'm with I'm here with Brad and Scott. How are you guys doing today? Just kicking along, man. <laughs> Loving life, working in the backyard, spraying, mowing, and uh, uh, shopping for hot tubs. Nice. Yeah, nice. same, same. Shopping for hot tubs. <laughs> I'm sure you can order it on Amazon and get it delivered for a nominal. $2,500 fee. I'm just going to have Scott deliver mine. <laughs> he, he seems to have a plan. So I'm just calling Scott and he's going to deliver my hot tub, set it all up and everything. Isn't you it pretty things. damn hot this time of year in Oklahoma? Yes. Oh my God. So well, I don't know. Not so much a... as it's hot. It's so humid. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah, but hot and humid does not make for a good hot tub, you know, at a good time to get into a hot tub. Uh, that is correct. Yeah. So, Wait, yeah. Don't, isn't that the whole point is that it's hot and humid in a hot tub? That's the whole point. <laughs> yes, but it's cold outside. Oh. So when you're warm inside, then it makes sense. But it doesn't oh. make sense to be already hot and humid and then go in a hot tub. Oh, okay. Are All you right. kidding? <laughs> anyway, rather than us keep talking about hot tubs, uh, we have another great guest today. This is a, a good friend of mine who I worked uh, quite a lot with on board, Mary Giuliani. She worked on uh, ships from 86 to 2001. So that's plenty of time for uh, plenty of stories. She worked on Premier. She worked on Crystal, Admiral Cruises. And then the most of her time on World Caribbean where I got to meet her. We met in 91 on the Song of America and uh, then worked together again on the Majesty for quite a long time. So you're one of the folks that I think I worked with probably the most on uh, throughout all my time on World Caribbean and, and had a great time working with Mary. So welcome to the podcast, Mary. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Hey, welcome. So how have you, you been? So I know you're in Alaska. You're back in Juneau. Yes, and it has been raining all summer long. I'm listening to oh, you guys no. talk about the hot tub and being hot, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's been fall all summer, and it's ironic because this is the first summer that I haven't been working in like more than 30 years. And I'm wow. really just, I'm just enjoying like having a summer off, but I wish it were a little bit sunnier <laughs> no i know what i mean juno's weather can be so crazy it can be super warm and nice and and not rainy of course it does rain a lot but you know i remember going up there and having a whole week and barely it barely raining i know we've had some really beautiful summers and once you know it this is the summer we have no cruise ships <laughs> here <laughs> this summer we have the whole town to ourselves and it is just pouring down rain Oh, hey, no. hey, I got to ask you about Juno. This is completely off subject, but um, Juno, I just watched this movie called The Fourth Kind. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but it's Mila mm. Jovovich, jo jo whatever her name is. Jovanovich. Uh, Jovanovich. And it has to do with uh, alien, like aliens, alien sightings, alien <laughs> abductions. And it has this, it has this Juno uh, psychologist that has real tape and real footage that have blended in with this movie. But so my question was, is there a, I don't know, over the past 20 years, a alien sightings, you know, <laughs> stuff? so, okay. Um, I haven't heard of any particular alien sightings in Juno. There are Bigfoot sightings here. There was, who's that guy, Ozzy Osbourne's son? He does like this yeah. show about haunted places. 
Uh-huh. What is that show? I don't know if you guys what was seen his, it. I forgot what his name was. Isn't his Jack, name? I think it's Jack. Yeah. yeah that's okay. right, Jack. Yeah. Okay. So one of his episodes, and it was a couple years ago, they did it in Juneau and they based it. Um, it was mainly centered around a hotel here called the Alaskan Hotel. Yeah. And in his show, he, he made some uh, observance that Juneau was in some kind of energy vortex that was like an evil vortex, right? <laughs> and it kind of crossed. That explains this, a lot. This vortex crossed like right there at the Alaskan Hotel and Um, that there were all these like evil kind of spirits so that's the only thing that i can kind of tie in with that whole alien thing although there is also what's known as the alaska triangle similar to the bermuda triangle where pilots have seen strange things and um they have seen ufos but that's more up towards anchorage but actually the triangle extends down here to juno so i believe it (laughs) yeah i'm gonna have to research that i'm writing that down interesting stuff i love aliens Um, well just and real quick so when i worked for princess i used to go up to juno every year almost every year and to do ship visits so I always looked forward. A lot of people did not look forward to those ship visits because <laughs> you really got beat up by employees, you know, with complaints and, you know, you have to deal with all the complaints. But I always looked forward because I got to see Mary and I get to spend, you know, as much time as I could. We go to dinner, uh, we'd hang out, you know, so we'd see a movie. Um, it was uh, always, always so nice to go up to, to Alaska to, to see you. That was a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're going to get started with with the ship story. And this one is a little interesting because it's actually both Mary and my ship story. So Mary, I don't know if you wanna, you wanna kick it off and get the story started and then I'll interject and let you know about the parts that, that I recall and we can both tell our ship story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, my name's Mary Giuliani and this is my ship story. So this was on the Majesty in 91 and I don't really remember what position I was doing on there at, at the time. I was hired in uh, with Royal Caribbean as a, as a first purser, and they kind of had me doing everything. They had me doing first purser passenger, crew, supercharge, the whole I deal. I think on the Majesty, you were supercharged, because this was, it was a 92, because the Majesty came out in 92. You were on Song of America 91, and then with me, and then I went out and took out Majesty, and then you joined right after the inaugural. And you were doing supercharge on there. Possibly doing supercharge. And um, Eric, I don't know what port it was. It must have been somewhere in the in the Western Caribbean, maybe Cozumel. I don't know. It was somewhere where we went out drinking. (laughs) I promise back then in 92, um, I paid my I paid my bill. I promise. Yeah. So this was Christmas time, right? Because if you want to explain a little bit about how we ended up with it. It must have been after Christmas and there was a gift exchange amongst the pursers. And I believe um, that I had given Eric an air popper, a popcorn popper for the gift exchange. And um, so it was, must've been sometime after Christmas and we had gone out in whatever port it was. can't remember because whatever we were drinking. Oh no, this part I remember. (laughs) So we went off in Grand Cayman and we were with Bruce Wolf. And Neil Sybil, um, and I don't remember, I guess, a few other people that were all with us. And we went, what was that pub in, in, in um, it was right off the pier. Wasn't it called the Sergeant at Arms or Sergeant Arms in Grand Cayman? There was a pub that you could, from the little window, you could see the pier and you could see the tender. Um, 
So remember. we started drinking and you, we, we, it was probably a bunch of us, but I, I remember at the tail end of this, it was just the three of us, of, of Bruce, Neil, and myself. And anyone who knows, knows Neil Sybil, and as Michelle Martin mentioned in a previous episode, how much he drinks. So we were <laughs> drinking, drinking, drinking away. And we were looking out the window and we saw that something was going on because the lines were really backing up with the tenders. And we were thinking, well, not we were thinking, but the excuse we gave ourselves was that, well, we can't get on the tender now. All these passengers are waiting. They're going to get upset if we cut in line. <laughs> Remember, Mary, we used to wait till the passengers got on and we would hop yes. on at the last minute. Yeah. So that was our excuse. So we kept going. And sail away was, I think, 6 p.m. And all crew had to be on by 5 or 5.30 or something like that. We went down and figured out there was a tender broken. And that's why everybody was getting on late. So we got on one of the last tenders back to the ship. And then I went to my cabin because I was drunk off my ass. I don't remember what Neil or, or Bruce did. I imagine they probably went to work. But I was in my cabin when, uh, when I received the call. <laughs> from you and you can take it from there all right well whatever i had been doing that day too and all of us you know we get back into the the back office after after sailing and and we've been drinking a little bit and so we need some food to soak up that drink so i think oh, eric's got that popcorn popper you know wouldn't that be great to have some popcorn and so i call eric and say hey can you bring up the popcorn popper so we get the popcorn popper in the back office. And of course, back office of the Majesty Sovereign Class ships, we had the IT office built in inside our back office, right? And so the IT yeah. office, uh, for people who don't know, was basically the hub, like the mainframe of the computer <laughs> of the ship, um, where everything, all the, all the computer works went on there, right? So, and you're right that Bruce was there because... When we got the popcorn popper up to the back office, we were looking for a plug to plug it into. We couldn't find one. You know, all our computers are all plugged in and, oh gosh, we can't find a plug. And Bruce is like, oh, we've got plenty of plugs back here. Come and plug it in back here. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> to the, yeah, you guys know what's coming now. To the computer room. Okay. You know, so we finally, yay, there's a plug. We plug it in and the popcorn popper starts going. Now, you know, the, the front desk there was like right in front of the back office, right? And the centrum was there. And the centrum was always like a busy place where you hear lots of noise, people, and also the hum of the ship, you know, the, the, the noise of the ship, the air conditioning and everything. And this popcorn popper is going and, and our, you know, our machines in the back office are going, all the electronics and all of a sudden, boom. <laughs> <laughs> everything shuts down <laughs> seriously yeah. everything yeah. shuts down the it room all the computers all our computers in the back office the air conditioning in the centrum <laughs> <laughs> completely <laughs> shut down completely. shut down and we're like oh shit <laughs> get this we got to get this popcorn popper out of here, right? So we, I don't know. I don't remember, Eric, how we, you know, we got it out of the, we got it out of the office. Now, mind you, of course, the, the, the smell of popcorn is all over the back office, right? Oh, the whole lobby, and, the entire the main lobby smelled of popcorn because I put, I had brought up a bag and I threw it in the bag and I took off running to take it to my cabin because we had to, I had to get rid of it. Get rid of the evidence. Oh, oh my gosh. And of course, then 
here come the Norwegian engineers, <laughs> their jumpsuits and everything and all, you know, cursing in Norwegian and they come in the back <laughs> office <laughs> and they're smelling the popcorn popper and we're like, there it is, that's nope. popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more like something like fun something, you know, yeah. <laughs> cursing I it. on here. Yeah. <laughs> And so, of course, we denied everything. We're like, well, I have no idea why it smells like people back here. No, I have no idea what went on. <laughs> Popcorn? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a new so, fragrance right? in, the, in, the, in the shops. Right? It's oh ambient <laughs> fragrance. So, Eric, I don't, I'm, I'm fuzzy on, you know, how long it took for them to get everything back up and running. Oh, I, but, see, I uh, was... I was gone because I took and the, the, the you guys talked to the Norwegians because I was out. I took the bag and went running. So a little tidbit about that bag, and I don't know if I ever told you this, but when you called my cabin and said, bring up the popcorn and bring up, you know, in a bag, you know, to put it in. Remember those old Royal Caribbean laundry bags that or the shopping bags that people had? So yes. I didn't, I couldn't, I was, you know, again, I was still pretty tipsy when you called. And so I was looking, looking, I couldn't find anything. So <laughs> you're going to kill me. I emptied out my laundry bag, my dirty <laughs> laundry bag. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, you never told me that. <laughs> and I took it up and that's where we were collecting all the popcorn. Everybody was eating the popcorn from my laundry oh. bag. Oh. <laughs> nice nice the things, yeah. the things that you learn you know 20 years 30 years later <laughs> yeah oh my god oh my god but that's what happens when you're you know drunk so i don't know what happened in the back office because as soon as everything shut down it was like eric get this get this the hell out of here <laughs> so i ran down and hit it and honestly i don't remember where i hit it but if you remember this mary we we had cabin inspection like a day or two after that Right. And, uh, for people out there who don't know, as officers, our cabins never got inspected. They would never inspect our cabins. <laughs> the next day, they hit every single purser cabin. And I, they took anything that was even remotely out of place that you weren't supposed to have that they used to, you know, turn a blind eye to us. They took everything. Remember, everybody, everybody's Mexican blankets that weren't fire rated, <laughs> all gone. Any, ex any plug or extension cord, everything. I don't know, Mary, what they took from your cabin, but. I don't remember, but I know that they were on a mission. You know, they yeah. were on a mission to get us. <laughs> they that. were pissed. <laughs> and then the thing is they were looking for the popcorn popper, but they couldn't, they didn't find it. I have no idea where I hit it, if I hit it in somebody else's cabin or what I did with it, but they I couldn't say, find maybe, it. I want to say maybe we put it in Neil's cabin. Well, that's true. They probably wouldn't have re uh, searched the chief purser's cabin. So maybe we yeah. put it in Neil's cabin. It but sounds like it may have ended up in laundry day in Cozumel. <laughs> 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 I don't know whatever happened to it, but after the inspection, they couldn't find it. We got a note that went to Neil and said, hand over the popcorn popper. <laughs> we know you guys have it. <laughs> hand over the popcorn popper. So I had to go. And I remember I gave it to the chief electrician and he was a pretty good sport. He wasn't that happy, but he was a pretty good sport about it. When he went to sign off, he actually called me and said, hey, come pick up your popcorn popper. Don't ever use it on the ship again. But here you go. You can have it back. <laughs> well, that and, was nice. That was nice. Yeah, that was nice. He had a, you know, again, he was leaving and he's like, I don't know that I want a popcorn popper in my office or his cabin anymore. 
<laughs> the funny thing is, I wouldn't doubt that they use that damn popcorn popper in their cabins. Because sure. uh, just a, a couple episodes ago, Michelle Martin said that she had a popcorn popper in that she was dating an electrician and they had a popcorn popper on the Song of Norway in their in her cabin or the Sun Vikings. So I was like, hey, we have to turn ours in. <laughs> <laughs> and the bag was still full of that same popcorn. It was all old and stale, but it was still in the bag. They hadn't yeah. thrown anything away. No, oh my God. had an extra there. sock in there from your laundry. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't notice. They, I mean, these guys, I made sure that they didn't notice where the bag came from. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. That would have been funny well, to keep that part. That'd be like a trophy that, you know, you need on your shelf back there. But, I when you sign that. off, have all the Norwegians sign it. <laughs> oh, those refrigeration engineers, they were pissed. <laughs> they were really, really pissed. I remember the, the the ventilation went out, like you said, in the centrum. But I thought something happened in the in the main theater, too. I, I don't know what was connected to what, but it's. I remember hearing that something went out in the main theater. I don't know if it was the lights, the power, or the vent, same thing, the ventilation or something. But I just remember hearing like, I don't, how did we not get written up for that? I don't know. <laughs> I guess because, you know, they, they didn't know who did it. Nobody, you know, nobody really confessed on who no. was behind the whole thing. No. So. But I think Statue of Limitations is, is, uh, is gone now. I yeah, think, okay. yeah, I think I was, they gave me the blame because I handed it in. So I think that they all thought it was me, even though it was my, it was my popcorn popper, but I wasn't the one deciding where to plug it in. It, well, okay. That, yeah. And I guess it was, it was partially my fault since it was my idea. Hey, let's have some popcorn after. Well, between, yeah, it was between out. me, you and Bruce, because yeah. Bruce was the one like, let's plug it in. But I'll tell you, Bruce was as drunk as I was because he was with me at Sergeant at Arms and you know what Neil Sybil was like. And all three of us were just, we drank all afternoon uh, at the Sergeant Arms. So, but that was, that, that was pretty crazy. That's funny. Oh my God. Okay. But Mary, I know that there's, there's gotta be a few more with, you know, more than 10, what is that? 20, you worked 20 years on board? 86, no, 15. 15, 15. 15 but, years you know, on board. You know, I have a lot of good stories with, kind of together with my my partner in crime wrote a coffin <laughs> and i i'd probably be fun to get her together with me on the show to oh, uh, yeah that would you be know great. to do it to do a story together and brad didn't you used to work with rhoda i worked with rhoda i love rhoda <laughs> yeah we worked together on the majesty in 95 with rhoda well, I'll tell you guys. Uh, I'll tell you guys a funny story about uh, about Rhoda, and she won't mind that I tell <laughs> that I tell this that I tell this story. Now you have to tell um, you told this story so she can get another story on you when she comes on. Yeah. Well, I'd like for her and I, she and I, to be on together, and then we could tell. We have a really we have some really funny stories that we did together when we were working together we we rarely work together on royal um but when we did we got into a lot of trouble <laughs> <laughs> anyway i i first met rhoda when i was working for premiere in 1987 and rhoda um, when i joined uh, the oceanic rhoda was there and she was the equivalent of a supercharged purser so she worked nights rhoda was not very nice back then <laughs> <laughs> which I, I think there are probably, and she won't mind me saying this, 
that there were probably quite a few people when she worked for Royal Caribbean that will say Rhoda wasn't very nice when, <laughs> okay, when she so, was working for. So I have to say, Rhoda was, Rhoda was tough. She's tough. But she here's the thing: take shit. No, me. she won't take shit from anyone. But here's the thing: I. So I was a little nervous about working with Rhoda because I had heard, I had worked with Mary for quite a while and I had heard stories how she could be really rough and I was really nervous. I thought, oh my God. And I have to say that I loved working with Rhoda. I had so much fun with her and it was, we could give each other shit and it was fine. And it was, it really wasn't a problem. She wouldn't take shit, but you could also give it to her. And I remember giving her so much shit about smoking in the back office. Cause she was probably like the last person that gave up smoking in the back office. Cause I used to give her so much shit about that. Rhoda stopped smoking in the back office, but I loved working with her and I had a fantastic time and only have great things to talk about Rhoda. <laughs> Well, Rhoda, yeah, she was a chain smoker. Now she doesn't smoke anymore, but yeah. Oh, really? So, well, when I joined Premier, she was very close with this girl who was a first purser um, named Betsy. And they were, you know, kind of, you know, inseparable. And they were, to put it bluntly, they were just two bitches, right? They were mean. Choke <laughs> <laughs> on your wine there. They were just mean. <laughs> I had this bad habit, which I do even to this day of coming into a room and throwing my keys down somewhere. And then afterwards, of course, I can't find my keys. Well, when I would do this in the back office of the Oceanic, um, Betsy and Rhoda thought it was funny to take my keys and hide them somewhere from me. And they did this multiple times with me. They thought maybe I'd learned my lesson, you know, leaving my keys around. But I never did. And I still, <laughs> I still leave my keys around. Well, anyway, one day, uh, and we were on three and four day cruises out of Port Canaveral. So one day I had the rare opportunity that I was off. It was a Port Canaveral day and I was off. And so I went into the back office, I grabbed my keys and I went out shopping the whole day. And Rhoda was signing off that day on vacation. I Rhoda have a great vacation, this and that. I come back in the afternoon and Rhoda is still there. And she says to me, do you have my keys? And I'm like, no, I don't have your keys. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, what is this? You know, you guys are the ones that always take my keys. And are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. You know, and then even the chief person came and asked me, do you have Rhoda's keys? And I'm like, no, I don't have Rhoda's keys. Right. <laughs> and so um, I, I go up to, and then I, I, I get changed quickly and go to work and the ship sails, Rhoda signs off without turning in her keys, which was a big deal because at that time, uh, those keys also had our safety deposit box keys on them and our float of $10,000 was in the safety deposit box. And so Rhoda hadn't been able to turn in her float, which was a big deal. And so after the night was over, I went up to my cabin and there's my shopping on the bed and my purse. And I look at my purse and I think, I didn't grab Rhoda's keys by accident, did I? And sure enough, there's Rhoda's <laughs> keys in my purse. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, now what? Right? And I was, you know, I was 22 years old and I hadn't learned yet at 22 to fess up to my, you know, my mistakes. I was sitting on this knowledge of I've got Rhoda's keys, you know up until like two days before she's supposed to sign back on. I didn't tell anybody. 
And then finally, two days before she's supposed to get back, I was working in the crew office with a with a gal named Linda Robson. She was British, and um, we're all three still in touch and, and good friends. And I said to her, Linda, I have, you know, this confession. I've got Rhoda's keys. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you know, what are you going to do? Well, I decided that the only fitting thing to do with Rhoda's keys was give them a burial at sea. <laughs> <laughs> and I threw Rhoda's keys off the back end of the oceanic. <laughs> and nobody ever knew except Linda, right? And this was in 1987. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so many, many years later, when Rhoda and I end up working together at Royal Caribbean, but at that point, I don't think we had worked on the same ship yet, but we, we had kept in touch with each other. We after after everything we became friends on premiere we held our friendship you know going into royal caribbean and then one day i went to go visit her she was on the nordic empress and i just thought this thing had been weighing on my mind you know for for, <laughs> for four years or something and i said rhoda i've got a confession <laughs> <laughs> and i said you know your keys from the oceanic i knew it i knew it <laughs> <laughs> and I told her, I told her the story, and I confessed. And, but yeah, Rhoda's keys How did were. She take it. She well, like I said, she said, "I knew it, I knew it." You know, and then we had a good, we had a good laugh about it, and and we've been laughing about it since, and other things. Yeah. Oh my god, god. that's too funny. <laughs> that is crazy. Yep. That's so. a great story. That's a great. Story. <laughs> my god. Oh my God. So I, I'm trying to think of some of the other stories that we have in common and another one, and you tell it much better than I do. Cause I don't remember it that well. Cause I think, again, I was really drunk. Was that the, uh, the Fernando story when Fernando, that he was just an, the most annoying assistant purser you could ever imagine. He was like a know-it-all. He was from Costa Rica and he just thought he knew it all. Like put it this way. He told a Scottish girl, Tracy Black, that Edinburgh should be pronounced Edinburgh because that's the way it was spelled. It's like, no, it should be, it should be pronounced Edinburgh. That's the type of person this was. He was fairly new on ships. He was on his first contract. And then this we were having Song a- Song of America, right? Song of America. And yeah. we're having a party in, I think it was Ed Levy's cabin or was in, in Norwegian cabin? It was in cabin? my cabin. It was in oh, my was your cabin. cabin? Okay. <laughs> so you can take it from here because I don't remember that. I just remember I was drunk. Go ahead. So <laughs> I just have to add to the, the Fernando thing just to, so everybody gets a picture of how this guy was. At one point I turn and he's literally standing on top of the purser's desk oh my God. yelling at the passengers two lines two lines, two lines. <laughs> and i was like oh my god <laughs> no what oh yeah uh, it, it mean, was great <laughs> this is uh, a front uh, desk honestly reception. honestly we we we've all seen these assistant purses come on and they're just so full of themselves <sighs> and they yeah. last one contract yeah. and maybe uh, not even that and well you just can't wait to get rid of them yeah, well, no, go ahead, Mary. We oh decided God. we decided this one night because he knew everything, right? So we were having this party in my cabin. You know, left him at the desk with a radio at that time. You know, that time we didn't have beepers, pagers, and we had walkie-talkies, right? Told him, you know, if you have any problems, call us. So we're in my, we're in my cabin. Call yes. and then you know the walkie-talkie was to communicate with the bridge. Yeah, Some, and he I, was. I don't, 
he, I don't know why he had that, but he was on that like eight to midnight shift because yes. I remember that somebody else was going to do nine. So he was on the eight to midnight shift. He was alone at the desk. Yes. And I, and I have to admit that this was, this was my idea that was concocted <laughs> just to, to test if he would call, if there was a problem that he didn't know how to handle. We're up in my cabin and we get the lovely Miss Kay Hunsaker. <laughs> She's now Mrs. Kay Postrania, who's also a good friend of mine and um, she lives in Colorado now. We get her to call down to the desk, say, please, please, you have to help me. My husband, he's stuck on the toilet, you know? <laughs> And so, of course, we had the vacuum toilets, right? Do you remember the vacuum yeah. toilets? You push yeah, yeah. the button and, you know, it would just like vacuum everything away. Like, so, you know, my husband, he was sitting on the toilet and he flushed it and now he's stuck. He can't get up, you know? And, and so here's Fernando. Okay, madam, you know, you know, I, I'll go, I'll check and see, you know, just keep calm and this, and, but please, you know, he's hurting his balls. <laughs> he's, in, he's in pain. He's stuck. And so, and we're waiting, you know, we're waiting in my cabin oh, for the phone balls. call to come. For the phone call to come. No, and that phone call is not coming, right? And you warned that, obviously, you called I, the bridge and let I called, them, That's right. right. I called the bridge ahead of time saying, you know, you might get a call <laughs> from him <laughs> because we don't think he's going to call us, but we think he might call you. <laughs> and so anyway we have you know Kay on the phone hysterical please please help him he's in pain you know he's in <laughs> and somebody was in the background going oh oh <laughs> ow my balls <laughs> And, you know, Fernando never, he never called us, you know, and so we're just cracking up in my cabin listening to, to him, you know, not, you know, not knowing what to do. I think he did radio the bridge, didn't he? Or he, he was did. going to. He did. He did radio. <laughs> he did radio the bridge before the guy stuck on the toilet. They, didn't they tell him or they said, oh, we'll send somebody with a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, and there's UK, please hurry, please hurry. You know? so, then, we sending somebody with the crowbar. <laughs> and it went on for crowbar. a long time where she was it just, did. he got so worked up. Oh my God. Oh, oh, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to help. Uh, I, I'll have somebody there. Yeah. And I think at whatever, at whatever point, maybe he, he hung up with her or something, but but we had her call him back and say, everything's okay. He farted and he really <laughs> 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 And of course this <laughs> Oh my god. He farted and blew himself off the toilet. <laughs> this is right before fernando's getting off shift right yeah so we're waiting in the cabin and sure enough here he comes after his ship is over and that time we had curtains that were you know before the door rips open the curtain oh what a night i've had he goes give me and what was that what was that drink the norwegian Oh God! Oh. And then he, he proceeds to take like three or four yeah. shots of Aquavit. You're never gonna believe what happened to me. We're just laughing. 
Oh my God, that oh my was so God. funny. Did he ever find out? I don't know that. Did anybody tell him? I don't he's know. A, he's about to in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I seriously wonder whatever happened to him because he after that contract, I, I saw, when I signed off because I signed off before him, I never saw him again. He's like too much. Wasn't he the one? Oh my God. <laughs> too much pressure. <laughs> Do you remember the, the pool announcement? Do you remember what he did? Oh, wait. It's, it's coming back to me about so, the okay so the bridge called down to the purser's desk and <laughs> it was we were in rough seas and they you know when it's a little rough <laughs> they want to, they you know they're going to close the pool you know because you know it's still dangerous for people to be in the pool so they called down the purse desk and he's working and you know the purses were the ones that made a lot of the announcements besides entertainment the other announcements were done by the pursers right and so this was they asked him to make an announcement to make sure that everybody exited the pool so because they needed to close it because there were a lot of waves so what does he do he gets on the PA and he goes everybody in the pool get out get out get out get out of the get pool now, now. It's dangerous. Get out. Emergency. Get out of get out of the pool. <laughs> and everybody's like, what the fuck is he doing? We're just like, oh my God. That was crazy. He was just, I mean, I guess, well, you know, hey, 25 years later, however long it's been, it makes for a really good story. It does make for it made for a good story back then. It even makes for a better story now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Did you guys ever have this Aquafit Norwegian? potato liquor thing whatever oh yeah i had plenty of aqua v shots oh plenty i i i, I, try, I tried I'm, it I, i'm, not I'm an fan. honorary i'm an honorary viking well i think fernando made himself an honorary viking that <laughs> night as well <laughs> I yeah. did. Uh, um, I, I'm trying to remember what it was to be an honorary Viking. I remember that I did make it, but what, I'm trying to remember what, what the deal was. I, I think it was, uh, and I've never had it before, and it's the worst tasty stuff ever. So I think it was one night and a bunch of uh, officers are like, hey, you want to be a Viking? And they're like, you have to take <laughs> 10, 10 shots and you have to walk seven paces, and something like that. And I was like... Pfft. Uh, so I took I took the ten shots. I remember that. I remember barely about five paces, and I literally woke up a day and a half later. Like I was completely passed out, and the only thing I could come up and say I was like, "Did I pass? Did I pass?" <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, yeah, you did. You, you, and you, you know, you you pass out, and you you flop on the ground like a fish." And so I, I have no idea whether I did or didn't, but they were like, yeah, you, you made the 10 steps or whatever. What, what was it to the test, Brad? Oh, I don't remember. Something like that. I don't remember, but I, I passed with flying colors. <laughs> I, I did not pass at all. I didn't pass with flying I didn't colors. Like and I still have a bottle. I'm going to go get it just to Do show you? off. Oh my yeah. gosh, really? Wow. I remember they were like, yeah, we don't even drink this all the time. We just drink it at Christmas time. I'm like, it tasted like crap. I didn't like the flavor of it, but I did it every once in a while. I think I did more of those shots on Song of America than on any other ship because we just, it was a smaller ship and you were just more mixed. So you ended up hanging out with more Norwegians. I think I did on that ship than any other ship on some of the bigger ships. I can't say I hung out with Norwegians as much. I'll, I'll never forget. I believe oh, it was Song of America. Ah, well, cause Tor, Tor Olsen was on there and he wow. was chief officer. Nice. <laughs> and Tor Olsen was, was a pretty good yeah, partier. Just have a shot. 
right now. Go ahead. Did I? Cheers. Sure. I think you this, should. This is like, this bottle's what, 30 years old? You wow. got it from the, you didn't buy it local? You got it from a ship? Yeah, this is from the ship. This is from the sure. Norway. Well, I think that's a special occasion. I think it yes. is. You need to toast to Fernando. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got this. I got this in Norway when I was on the song in Norway. Oh, fuck, really? Wow. Two ninety three. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I would normally say yeah, but I'm like, I, I think I'd be protective over that. Well, I'm pretty protective it, of it. But I was going to say, but is some it really point, aging? It's not like wine. I mean, at some point, you know, you might as well give it a shot. Do it. I think you start that now. Do a small shot, and I think the start of every episode, or as a as a sign out, you take a shot of Aquavit at the end of every oh. episode. How's that? I don't think that's a great idea at all. I think it's a good idea. No, I think you should start the episode with a shot of Aquavit, not end it. Well, that's an even worse idea. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know how I am about toads and frogs and tortoises oh, and terrapins. Yeah. In a future episode. <laughs> terrapins where at all. I, I mean, this is about. don't even get oh, me. I, I heard that. I heard that. Oh, did you? That, that was in the Karen Mayberry oh, episode, that was Karen, right? yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, well, there's a, no, there's a longer conversation heard, yeah. coming up about it. Oh. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll go more in depth on the terrapin. Yeah, so, yeah. so, Brad, are you taking a shot? Should I? Yes. I think so. Go, go. Oh, yeah, he opened man. it. There we go. <laughs> Ship pressure. Now, it's Never potato. Fails. It's it's made out of potatoes, isn't it? How is it? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were supposed to only do one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Save where's the your, bottle. Where's your shot glass? Not straight from the bottle. <laughs> we're talking about bread here. Oh, my gosh. Nice. <clears throat> so, is it really, is it made from potatoes? What does it say? It says in something in Norwegian. It's, it's not, yeah. It's in Norwegian. It says, <laughs> original from Norway, uh, 41.5%. Holy shit. Volume. 41% proof? Or is like 82% proof or whatever? No, it's a volume. It's 41.5% oh. volume. They don't have proof in, in oh. Europe. Well, 45% is a lot, though. That's a lot. Yeah. So that's almost half pure alcohol. You, you forgot to say skull. Oh, skull. He's got to do another one. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so for the next episode, should we all buy find a bottle of Aquavit and take... I know. Okay, for the first Norwegian, we should do that. When we get a Norwegian on, oh, we should all have uh, shots of Aquavit. Uh, Scott, yeah. good luck. <clears throat> I, I was going to say, I, I think I've looked for it around here and nobody has it. Like you, no. you have to order. Like you're going to find go to Aquavit like, in Oklahoma. <laughs> right. Well, I've, I have seen it in stores before, but very rarely. But I have seen it in stores before. It'll, it'll be like Byron's Liquor Town that they've been around for like 40 years if they have it. But I'll, I'll look. But, wouldn't like BevMo have it? We don't have those things up here in Juno, but BevMo have something like that. I, w- I don't have there. I don't know that we, we have don't have that here in Nashville either. Crap, I am hammered now. <laughs> I am hammered now. Hold I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to Brad. I'm gonna drive up to where Brad is and get like a little, you know, a little. A Come on up, pole. Scott. Yeah. Come on up. <laughs> I'm only three miles off the. I'm almost. I'm only three miles on the dirt road. You know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Good luck finding a redneck if. Uh, <laughs> Directions to your house <laughs> include when you turn off the paved road. 
I actually drove uh, drove through Brad's town when I went to uh, a judge a barbecue restaurant up there. Oh no, you drove through Watonga. Well, I, I know, but I, I mean, when that's I, on a the, civilized part. On the way hey, back, but, on the way back, that's where you had your your vineyard or your winery store. Stopped by and bought like three bottles of wine. Yeah, but that was Watonga. That's the that's a, the town. Oh, okay. I'm, I live 15 miles okay, uh, from guys, there. Can we get back to Oh, sorry. Now? No. No. <laughs> no. no, that's okay. I'm, I'm having fun listening. And, and I was thinking that, you know, if it's made out of potatoes, it reminds me of like the first time I went for, for breakfast. It, of course, New Royal Caribbean was full of Norwegians at the time of, you know, 91. And I had come from Greek ships where, you know, we had normal breakfast, right? So I go there and, and what looks like, well, wait you know, a minute. What looks, what's, a, what's a normal Greek breakfast? Well, I mean, no, where there was a normal American breakfast, like, right, no Norwegian food, right? I was not exposed to Norwegian food until I... I went to Song of America. You know, I, I go for breakfast and, and there is in there these nice little round things that look like country potatoes. And I'm like, oh, great. You have these potatoes, you know. And so, so I take a bite and I like spit it out right away. I mean, it's like, like whale balls. What the heck? Fish what balls. the heck? Is, those are the fish balls. I'm like, oh my what? God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> was, oh was, no. Like, like fish testicles? Like <laughs> no, well, no, no, no. Fish balls. They call them fish balls. They call them fish balls. It's yeah. like, oh my God. you know, kind of like the equivalent of our hamburger fish stuff made into yeah. a ball shape that they no. eat for breakfast. No, that uh, was gross. I remember that I didn't have any of that Norwegian breakfast because as much as I like fish, that's not a breakfast food. No. Oh yeah. No. And then what about Ludafisk? Yeah. Oh, that's the Ludafisk. name that we were trying to come up with today. We were Ludafisk. talking and we couldn't remember what it was. That's Whoa. what it is. Man, so how was that, that made, way. Mary? Oh, you know? they like, they, they take a fish and they bury it under the ground for like months or something and they let it get all like gel like and gross and then oh. they that's a delicacy and then they eat it at christmas time i remember thinking you know the first christmas oh you have to try this lunafisk okay i'll try it you know <laughs> 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 i just thinking oh my god where am i <laughs> yeah no that was gross this, this may be the aquavit talking but it, they take <laughs> lye coat the fish with lye and then bury it and then you dig it up months later and it's all gross and everything. Well, what, ready, what, for, but, ready for uh, Christmas when we, dinner. When we were talking about this before, you, uh, somewhere, somebody had mentioned that they peed on it. Right. No. That's, in the, that's in the islands. That's shark where they uh, take these shark fins and they pee on the shark and they put it in these uh, like not drying racks. One. No, it's true. <laughs> I'm Disgusting. not buying this one. I'm researching. They, I'm researching. I'm researching. They, ferment, both of they these. ferment these shark fins with uh, pee, with human pee, no. and then they eat them. And it's supposed no. to be the worst tasting thing in the world. Yeah, no, I pass. <laughs> As if that's a surprise. Yeah, I'm not buying that one. You're going to have to show me proof of that one. I'm just not believing that peeing on shark fins. No. I'm going to get that for you, Eric. I'm just going to take another shot of this. And I'm <laughs> and that up on you need to YouTube. save that for the next episode. Yeah. Um, well, once you, oh once you eat the fish balls and the lutefisk, you understand about. <laughs> the aquavate yeah yeah <laughs> exactly that, that. Oh, oh my uh, gosh um so mary i was saying the other day and thanks to you that i got to eat a lot better on the majesty because you used to order um <laughs> escargot for me and used to order filet mignon for me because the the, the attendant wouldn't wouldn't let me order it because i was an <laughs> assistant person a person purser 
<laughs> and then, then we have a who's shot been, there. Who's been drinking I know, really. All I've had is a glass of wine. It wasn't even a big glass either. <clears throat> and then Mary used to order them for me because we would see the Norwegians ordering them and they would bring them the plates, but I couldn't order, but you had more stripes. So they would listen to you <laughs> and you'd be like, get him a plate too. So I appreciated that. You're welcome. Hey, yeah. Mary, now it that, sounds like you, if you're in your 20 years and multiple cruise lines and stuff, like what, what do you think your favorite ship was? Surprisingly. I'm, I'm going to give you the Karen Mayberry answer as well. Although it's, it's a tie. The Vision of the Seas was the last ship I was on and I took it out. And um, so I got to pick my own team and everything. But the ship that really actually spurred me into getting into the cruise industry was the Viking Serenade, which at the time it was the Star Dancer. And it used wow. to be unbelievable how many it, people are saying that. Are yeah, that that ship, I used to cruise on that ship as a passenger because my mom had a cruise only travel agency. And I used to cruise on that ship when I was like 19, 20 years old before I started working on ships. And that ship just had the best atmosphere, the best crew. Um, there was a cat, it was Captain Smitterberg who came over actually with Admiral and transferred over to Admiral, but he came from um, Sundance Cruises. And he was Swedish and he was fantastic. He was just the most fantastic captain. And, and you know, everything kind of flows from the captain on down and the yeah. whole vibe of ship. I wanted at all costs to work on the Star Dancer. And, um, and that's actually what got me into working on ships was because I loved that ship so much. You know, like yeah. five out of the six people that we've asked that same question, five of the people were all uh, Viking uh, lemonade. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get a tally board and that's going to be a question <laughs> for every single yeah. person. That, Even, that is crazy to me because thought that was a, like a penance, like right. for oh. all of my warnings <laughs> and everything that I always got on every ship and they sent me to the Viking serenade and I was like, okay get your shit together you know <laughs> they're sending you to the viking serenade again you it's know like alcatraz get it yeah it's like <laughs> get it together get back on the the real ships you know and i just don't understand it oh it was a it was a great it was just a this wonderful atmosphere this wonderful crew and 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 that carried on with the ship even after it transferred over to admiral i was actually the first purser to go over from admiral when it was still being operated by sundance cruises john lazell who hired me for i was working on the azure seas that was my my first ship. Later on, he told me, he said, you know, I almost didn't hire you because you were kind of like, yeah, I'll work on the Azure Seas for, for a little bit, but I really want to go to the start answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of like, yeah, I'll put up with the Azure Seas for a while, as long as you get me over there. And, um, and I loved it. And yeah. What's the, uh, on the, on the flip side of that, what is the worst ship that you were like, please get me the hell off? <sighs> it I was the sovereign. I thought you were going to say the crystal ship. I was just thinking in the realms of Royal Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. well, crystal, that's, that's another, that's another story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was on there when that darn ship caught fire and I thought that that was, that was going to be it for me. I was like, I'm done with cruising after, yeah. <laughs> after that. But no, I, I would say it was the sovereign only because it was on 
at that time it was on three and four day cruises to the Bahamas. And uh, it was literally my, I was chief purser and my office was like a revolving door of complaints of passengers. And, you know, here's your $50 credit. Here's your $50 credit. Their toilet didn't flush, their cabin flooded, whatever it was, you know, it was just one thing after wow. another with the sovereign. But I have to say that in these days when we've seen the pictures of the sovereign and the monarch there yeah. on the breakers in Turkey, my heart is just like being ripped yeah. out. Yeah. I, that ship I felt was the same way. And I had a great I mean, time on the sovereign. I did a seven day Eastern Caribbean and, you know, overnight in San Juan. So it was, it was a blast. I loved the sovereign, but I understand. I, when I heard they were doing three and four day, I said, I did not want to go to that ship. Oh my gosh. It was, that was rough, you know, to, to turn around that many passengers twice, twice a, a week, week. On a ship that really at that time just needed a lot of work. It was, right. it was rough, right. but I had a great team. I did have a great team. I always had great teams wherever I, I went, you know, I was grateful for that. Yeah. I don't know that there was any ship that I had like a really bad experience or a bad team, you know, because it was just, if, if you had one or two people that were maybe not the friendliest or I didn't like that much, it just changed. All it did, took was one turnaround and you got somebody else on board and the feeling within the department would, would just change. Mm -hmm. So, it, I, you know, I never, I can't say that I had really a, any one particularly like terrible team that I didn't, that I didn't like. For all of you, because all of you were pursers, uh, this question for, for everybody, is there a complaint or problem or some passenger that you were like, this is the stupidest question? I do remember a really bad Christmas cruise where we were, uh, we were on, I think this was on the Vision and we were doing the Panama Canal and it was like Acapulco to San Juan and we had a lot of Mexicans that got on in Acapulco. They were wild. Um, that was, that was <laughs> Every the... Christmas we had huge Mexican groups on and it was Mexicans and Brazilians and it was yeah. insane. It was wild. And so we had people hanging their infants off the outside of the windows of the pool deck to pee over oh, the side no. of the ship. And then we had somebody that pooed in the pool. And I'm oh. the captain. May, had me make an announcement. Please do not defecate in the pool. <laughs> I couldn't believe I had to make that announcement. So that's like the thing that stands out in my mind. Like, I can't believe I had Did to Did you do say that. that like Fernando? Get out of the pool. Oh my gosh. I can't so believe that's... anyone and you know the, that that horrible story, you know, the, on World Caribbean that you know the baby got dropped out of the pool deck window and stuff. What that's I'm exactly sorry, what they were doing. What kind of human are you to dangle your baby outside of a window doesn't matter if it's unlocked or not you open the window and hang your i just don't even get that <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean the royal caribbean case was a little different but you know other people yeah. that are hanging their kids i mean that's the michael jackson treatment <laughs> You're crazy, crazy. Well, before we go, I mean, it's been so much fun talking to you, but we do have to get together. And it's not necessarily a ship story, but we have a really good boat story between, <laughs> between uh, Mary, uh, Cindy, Clark, Hayden, Blaise Besant. And so we're, we have another episode. We'll eventually do that one because it's a really long story. But I think it'd be great for a few of us to be on to give our different perspectives of that story because it was, it's a crazy trip that we had and it's, it's just so much fun. Well, I, I, I guess just, the, the title of that would probably be called On the Rocks. 
<laughs> yeah, I just want to say that, um, Mary, I was looking at your, uh, I, did you feel me Googling you today? I think I the was looking... is kicking in. <laughs> it, I know, I, look, I don't know if you want to put this on YouTube with those hand motions there, Brad. <laughs> it definitely is. All the but I was the symbol uh, for Googling. I just, I just met you, Brad. <laughs> I Googled you today. <laughs> oh, I was looking at those pictures of you guys on the yacht. And oh, yeah. oh man, that looks like a good time. Oh, that's well, the story. Super, yeah. I'm really excited about hearing this story because it looks really fun. Yeah. And, and you guys were in uh, Greece and you're yeah. Santorini and all this stuff, which Santorini is one of my favorite favorite places to go to and i've been there gosh i don't know but not so much on santorini i was on a ship that was in santorini, santorini. of course but not the aquavit so talking here yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay we will let's wrap it up again thank you so much for coming on mary oh, thank we, you guys for having me <laughs> and we'll um i'm we'll have you back because uh, there's so many more stories and we have to get together and do our Greece sailboat story with, with Cindy. We'll get a few people on. We'll see if we Definitely. can get Cindy I as wonder well. if we could get Morton. Morton would be good too. Um, I haven't talked to Morton in a long time. Morton Scredding, who when at that time when we did that, uh, he was a staff captain on board. I'm assuming he made it to captain at some point. I, I don't know. I thought uh, he was chief officer when he went on that. No, I think us. he was staff captain. Mm. I thought he was, but I don't know. But he's super nice uh, Norwegian. Uh, Cindy, of course, had, had, has a lot of good stories. Blaise Besant, another assistant specialist at the time. So he was our captain of the boat. And I, I know I, it'd be, unless we're all together, I think it might be a little challenge to have like four additional people on. You know, let's, we can talk about it and see how many people we can get on at once and, you know, <laughs> give their perspective of the story because the story for me starts a few days before we got to Greece, as you know. Oh my God. With, <laughs> Yeah, I won't go into well, I don't that. Know if we, yeah. I don't know if we can tell all the details of that because they some don't people know? might know. Oh, but that's such a good part of the story. I Yeah, but those people are still alive. But they're not going to hear this. Uh, I don't know. When I mean, was the last time there. you saw them? I know we're being very cryptic here. Yeah, but... um, no, I'm in touch with them. So, But who were the ones? Oh, anyway, we'll, get, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. So we'll maybe I can't a, tell we'll the whole get story. approval. Yeah. You know, if they see this episode and if they listen to a previous episode, I spoke Spanish. Let's just say that. Oh. So, you know, if they connect two and two, I don't know, it's been 25 years, Mary. So, I mean, you know, who knows? But anyway, <laughs> thanks for coming on. We'll, we'll get everybody together. It's been so much fun having you on. Nice thanks meeting, and, uh, meeting Brad and Scott. <laughs> I yeah. me, it was nice meeting you. Thanks, Bye for Mary. now. Thanks, thanks Mary. for making me drink so much Akavid. Fernando. Yeah. <laughs> for Fernando. Thanks, Fernando. Yeah. It's all. <laughs> Bye, Mary. Bye. 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 Ciao. Hey, everyone. The ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you'd like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. 
Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!